0: I'm Chris Motz, and this is Faith in Politics. this broadcast, we range from the soul to the state, as we cultivate those virtues and explore those principles that help us live well as faithful Catholics in this great land. Hey, welcome back to our, our podcast listeners for another episode. We are doing a rerun on the radio this week as yours truly has been run ragged with a variety of things, including the last eight days on military duty, uh, wearing the uniform of our nation, which has been great, but has also kind of put me a little bit behind schedule. I do want to get some content out to you podcast listeners, because I know you guys like to stay in touch. And there have been a couple of things that I really just want to put in front of you. So I'm going to give a couple of news updates, some kind of local educational policy news. We're going to talk about a federal attempt to codify Roe, and then also an update on the big Dobbs pro-life case uh, for the Supreme Court. We're also going to talk a little bit about the book club that's going on right now. I'm going to read a selection from Joseph Pieper, an anthology, the book that the South Dakota Catholic Conference Book Club, uh, meeting via Zoom every Wednesday night, is currently reading, talk a little bit about prudence. So kind of from the top, big news in the South Dakota political world today, Um, just a bit of background context for the field of education policy. Last May, Governor Noem signed something called the 1776 Action Pledge. It was essentially a, a pledge to uh, preclude uh, certain critical theories. In this this case, it was critical race theory from being introduced into American public education. And the whole point was, we want um, we want American kids, we want South Dakota kids, to learn just true and honest history about their state, about their nation. Ah, uh, good, bad, and otherwise, um, but in a way that doesn't undermine um, patriotism, which is in fact a virtue. Right? It's a it's kind of a daughter virtue, a sub virtue, if you will, of of piety. Well, in the news today, a big education policy specialist and journalist by the name of Dr. Stanley Kurtz, who writes from time to time at a publication called the National Review, which incidentally was founded by founded by a Catholic, uh, William Buckley, back in the fifties. Uh, he wrote a headline titled um, "Nome Must Fix South Dakota Standards Fiasco." Again, "Nome Must Fix South Dakota Standards Fiasco," and the article kind of unpacked a little bit of hey, We, you know, he was really pleased that the governor had signed this pledge back in May, but he saw some shortcomings in the way that South Dakota social study standards are currently being unpacked by a working group that has been meeting for quite some time. Uh, in collaboration with the Department of Education, particularly he pointed out that the Department of Education has hired some consultants, um, kind of third party contractors who are at odds in terms of their, um, their approach, uh, with the governor. And so he really called upon the governor to, um, to take another look and to ensure that the social studies standards review, uh, working group and the standards that they proposed were in line with what, uh, what she desired. Following the publication of this article, the governor did put out a, a press release today, which is uh, Monday, the twentieth of September, and she's directed, hey, we're gonna um, we're gonna be delaying a little bit here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pause. We're gonna set the process back by a year or may, maybe more. We'll see. And we want more opportunity for public input. We want more legislative engagement. We want more voices to be heard in the discussion. So apparently, Dr. Kurtz's uh, concerns. Um, you know, were heard by the Governor and her staff because they they have called. They said, hey, we're pausing and we want more people to be involved. Now just to be clear, South Dakota Catholic Conference, there's no position on this. You know there's just so much room for prudential judgment in the realm of public education. This is not a uh, an issue that that we've invested a lot of time in unpacking. Um, nor is it an issue that we have a, a public position on. I just share this as a bit of a news tidbit because I know a lot of our listeners as lay people, you know, lay people kind of having the primary responsibility to act in the political realm, maybe have interest in this. So you can, you can go to uh, the state website, SD.gov, the department of education website. I know they, they're really looking for public impact uh, input. So if this is uh, public, if education is an issue that is near to your heart, um, FYI, you might want to uh, get involved. Okay, that's the first item. Second item is some news that was recently shared just today by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops by their pro-life secretariat. They sent out an action alert, which uh, tragically they are doing with increasing frequency. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but there are increasing number of uh, attacks uh, against... Uh, pro-life policy justice for the unborn at the federal level and the the alert that they sent out today had to do with something called the Women's Health Protection Act and that's of course uh that's a, it's a euphemistic title it's a pro-abortion piece of legislation that would do a couple of things first and foremost it would codify Roe versus Wade now why would um why, why would certain politicians on the national stage want to codify What is currently the law of the land via case law versus Roe versus versus Wade, an infamous 1973 uh, decision um, opening the floodgates for legalized abortion throughout the land, leading to the deaths of over 60 million uh, unborn children. Why would they want to do that? Well, because we're going to talk about kind of our next news point, uh, Dobbs, Dobbs v. Mississippi, it's this big, big uh, Supreme Court case. Uh, It's coming up in the next year. It has a potential to overturn Roe. So there are politicians, elected representatives and senators serving in the United States Congress that would like to codify Roe. Uh, Additionally, in in addition to codifying Roe um, through the Women's Health Protection Act, here's what else the USCCB warns this law would do. Um, It would force Americans to pay for abortions both here and abroad with their tax dollars. And for those who have listened to the program in the past, know that we uh, were very concerned about the Hyde Amendment going away this year. The Hyde Amendment uh, protects American taxpayers from having to pay for abortions with their tax dollars. Um, Very narrowly dodged a bullet with Hyde this summer. Hyde is still law, um, but but was very, very close to being uh, removed. So this, this current proposal would essentially gut Hyde and it would also, this is really crucial, it would likely force healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, etc., to perform, to assist in, to refer for abortion, even if it's contrary to their deeply held beliefs. So employers and insurers would also be forced to pay for, uh, pay for or cover abortion. Uh, friends, this is uh, deeply, deeply concerning. For obvious reasons, and we know where our uh, when I say our, I mean South Dakota's DC delegation is going to be at on this. Um, Senator Thune, Senator Rounds, and Representative Johnson have consistently stood strong on pro life values, and um, I, I know they're going to st- to stand strong against these um, this current proposal. But they need encouragement too, so. In sharing this news, it's you know, I just want to encourage you it, it only takes literally 30 seconds to go to their you know, go to a, their website, you can just google their name, their congressional website will pop up, click contact the office, drop them a note or their you know, their phone number for the office will be there, give them a quick call and just tell them to stand strong on the Women's Health Protection Act and thank them. Give them a big thank you for their pro-life values. Uh, we're just, you know, South Dakota Catholic conference, so grateful for their pro-life values and they need to hear from South Dakotans that this is important, that they need to, they need to stand strong and, um, and not give in, you know, this is, it's going to be a little bit of a, I think a trickle effect through the next Congress, um, with the, this sort of constant assault on, on pro-life policy, um, with pro pro-abortion legislation. So reach out. And, and let them know how you feel. Okay, third and final news point before we move on to a little bit of uh, Joseph Pieper. So Dobbs, Dobbs is this big Supreme Court case just announced today on Monday, the 20th of September that uh, the court, the high court is going to hear oral arguments in this case on the 1st of December. Um, you know, very coincidentally, I make an annual trip to to D.C., um, just to visit with Catholic uh, health uh, uh, policy professionals and to make a visit and extend our thanks to our representation working up on Capitol Hill. So I'm, I'm actually going to be there and, and may have a chance to stand outside the Supreme Court and pray while they are hearing this argument. But, um, you know, this is just really monumental. This could result in Roe versus Wade being overturned. Many pro life legal scholars think that um, even if that doesn't happen, there's going to be something really significant that really takes a big bite out of row. So we got to pray, 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 friends uh, for this. The St. Thomas More Society of South Dakota is a, a group of Catholic lawyers. I, I just want to extend an invitation that they've extended to Catholics in the state as Catholic lawyers. They're calling upon all Catholics in the state to take up the first Friday novena, uh, particularly Um Praying to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, making reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, for the very intention of the Dobbs case overturning Roe versus Wade, and as they point out, the Supreme Court's term opens in October, so next month the term ends next June 2022. Very coincidentally, is nine months, which is the length of the first Friday devotion to the Sacred Heart. It's a nine-month devotion. It's also the length of uh, of gestation for an unborn child in the womb. So beginning in October, St. Thomas More Society of South Dakota is calling upon all Catholics in the state to take up the first Friday novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and uh, and, and you can learn a little bit more about that devotion uh, on on the internet. Just wanted to pass along that invitation. Okay. Uh, with the news behind us, just wanted to give a little update on our book club. We are two weeks in now. We meet Wednesday nights via Zoom. We've got Catholics from across the state of South Dakota that are currently reading a book of uh, Joseph Pieper's. It's called Joseph Pieper An Anthology, it's published by Ignatius Press. Uh, Pieper was a great Thomistic philosopher, German, a German Thomist, who put Thomas Aquinas and Aristotelian thought. In terms that are accessible to a lay audience, uh, a non-academic audience, so it's it is honestly kind of it's tough reading, but at the same time you don't you don't need a PhD to jump in and 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 read it. We meet Wednesday nights via Zoom, as I said, at 8:15 Central. We go from 8:15 to 9:15. If you want to join the book club, you can reach out to us at sdcatholicconference.org and click contact us. Here's what I want to read this week. It's only one page. It's section 17 of the book, and it's called Doing the Truth. It's on prudence. And here's the reason I want to read this is I I mentioned I was just on military duty this last week, and I was sharing with a couple of my colleagues uh, about this book club. I actually was was traveling for for duty and um, had to step out of a, a supper with a bunch of other um, military folks a little early and I, you know, so I was telling them about the book club because I was stepping out for the book club and they're like, Oh, what are you reading about? And so I was telling them, you know, Hey, it's, it, it's this philosopher. He's unpacking the relationship between love and joy and gratitude and, um, and pain and suffering and, and kind of all this deep stuff. And then I started talking about what people has to say about prudence. And these people are just like, tell me more like this, what, what Peter has to say about prudence is really, it's, it's good stuff. And I'm actually, I'm giving a little presentation for a group of uh, young officers next month. They invited me to come speak to a group of them about sort of risk analysis for military decision-making. And the, the, the leader of this group, um, we were kind of talking about the presentation a little bit. I was like, hey, can, can I open up? Can we actually talk a little bit of philosophy here? Can we like go back to some Aquinas and Aristotle and talk about the virtue of prudence. And this guy is like, yes, absolutely. This audience is going to eat this up. So I I want to read this. I'm just going to read it and, and really encourage people. Like, There's just a lot of richness here. And I think, based on my experiences in the last week of telling people about this, I think that people are hungry for this ancient wisdom. So without further ado, here is Joseph Pieper doing the truth. Prudence, then, is the mold and mother of all virtues, the circumspect and resolute shaping power of our minds, which transforms knowledge of reality into realization of the good. It holds within itself the humility of silent, that is to say, of unbiased perception, the trueness to being of memory, the art of receiving counsel, alert composed readiness for the unexpected. Prudence means the studied seriousness and, as it were, the filter of deliberation and, at the same time, the brave boldness to make final decisions. It means purity, straightforwardness, candor, and simplicity of character. It means standing superior to the utilitarian complexities of mere Tactics. Prudence is, as Paul Claudel says, the intelligent prow of our nature, which steers through the multiplicity of the finite world toward perfection. In the virtue of prudence, the ring of the active life is rounded out and closed, is completed and perfected. For man, drawing on his experience of reality, acts in and upon reality, thus realizing himself in decision and in act. The profundity of this concept is expressed in the strange statement of Thomas Aquinas that in prudence, the commanding virtue of the conduct of life, the happiness of active life is essentially comprised. Prudence is that illumination of moral existence which according to one of the wisest books of the East, is a thing denied to every man who looks at himself. There is a gloomy type of resoluteness and a bright type. Prudence is the brightness of the resoluteness of that man who does the truth. John three, twenty-one. This is taken from Pieper's book, The Four Cardinal Virtues. Again, friends, welcome you to join the book club. Until next week, live well.